rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. In the house, we got Mr. Todd Brooks. T. Brooks, how are you doing tonight, brother? Yeah, Stan, um, I was very disappointed over the weekend when Joe Brady was not appointed as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. I've had some time to kind of just digest everything, and I've become more accepting of, of Arthur Smith. But um, yeah, that really take wanted my guy. Yeah, that didn't take long. Well, it took, what, two whole days? So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I can't sell like I can step in there. So, no, we need to hire <laughs> this guy. I mean, we talked about what a fan of our show, Arthur Blank, was and everything. And, man, I just want to take all that back now. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he's listening at all. No, but. man. Come on, Arthur. Just write that email. All you got to do is write that email. So, yeah, Arthur, uh, uh, we are complete. Well, not complete, I guess. The coaching staff is not complete. But we have the two major hires that, like Arthur Blank said, that um, – he wanted to have hired before the Super Bowl, in which the Saints aren't playing in the Super Bowl, which is there you go. They got eliminated. Um, but so now the gentleman yeah, I picked and remember I picked them too. You, I picked Tampa Bay to win that game. You I thought did, we both and went I did. three and one. We both went three and one, right? But yes. I had the upset pick. Yep. You and, you went with all favorites. Yeah, I went chalk. Yeah. Yeah. I went I went I went chalk because it's that makes the most sense, but um now that kansas city will uh we'll pick some games again this week if not this episode but next episode but now since kansas city has concussion protocol uh there's a chance he doesn't play there's a very minute chance that uh patrick mahomes of course is what we're talking about does not play with kansas city so the bills dude i like dude i think this bills team could get them man well the bills might be able to get them anyway but right like if, if Mahomes isn't playing that game, how can you pick Kansas City win with Chad Henney at quarterback? The only thing I ever remember that Chad Henney did, he was a quarterback for Michigan, and I remember he was the starting quarterback in that game that Michigan won, the Michigan lost to Appalachian State in the 2007 season opener. I did not remember that at all. But yes. You are like a walking uh, encyclopedia, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And that was two gutsy plays back-to-back, and old Big Red just – Man, he's got ice in his veins, that's for sure. Salt that game away. And kudos to the, the Browns to not, like, here's the for real. That's The Browns played with Kansas City. They wasn't like, that was a good game, man. And so, oh, it was It was probably the best game of the weekend. And, and I thought that Kansas City was going to win that game big. I remember yeah. I said big when we picked the games. You know, but we're not going to be right about everything. I messed out on my upset pick of Baltimore against Buffalo. That really wasn't even a close game. And Mm-mm. Lamar Jackson got hurt. You know, we had a lot of concussions on starting quarterbacks this weekend. Right. And and then they did a graphic of the quarter, the quarterbacks, I guess, uh, average age on in the NFC or the AFC bracket was like 24. And then the average age of the other ones, like they're both in their forties. So, uh, yeah. Um, dude, I think green Bay beats the crap out of Tampa. I think, I just don't think you could ever count Tom Brady out, though. That, that's the thing. And I know he was going against New Orleans. Now, Drew Brees is not I – mean, he looks like – okay, I think Drew Brees is going to retire. That was the opinion of everybody the other night. He looked terrible in that game. Right. He only averaged, uh, like, each passing play, 3.6 yards per play. So, he looks like, is, 
he looks like he couldn't throw 3.6 yards. Dude, the, that ball was coming out wick wobbly. Wobbly, very wobbly. That's how all those picks happened. And yeah. It, it just it was a big turnover zoo. Yeah. But I don't think you can count Tom. I know Tom Brady didn't look great against New Orleans the other day, but you have to remember that defense is really That's, good. Oh, you got to look at Yeah, I, I've been on New Orleans defense all year. I brought yeah. it up against the Falcons a couple times, and they were playing them. But uh, New Orleans is going to be going through some growing pains now because they're going to have to rip that team apart. Yeah. They, are, they have worse cap issues than the Falcons do right now. So Segway. Perfect segue. We didn't even plan that. So, speaking of – the Saints. The Saints, just like you said, are have been operating under cap stress and cap hell for a long time. Ever since Drew Brees kept getting big money after big money after big money, and the front office has been able to finagle contracts and backload stuff and front load contracts to where they can maneuver and put together a decent team. And the Falcons have picked someone who's been in that organization organization for 17 years. At, and Terry Fontenot. And so with the Falcons cap situation of being tight and being over the cap and not exactly the best, I think it behoove. I mean, I think they did a, I think this is going to be a good pick. I think even listen to the, um, the press conference that uh, Terry Fontenot had, and he's just real high energy guy. Is t- um, I don't know. He's, he was electric in his presser and, um, he had some interesting points. We were talking about this uh, off air that um, they asked him, I guess, about his draft draft philosophy in the um, in the press conference, and uh, he he went with the uh, philosophy of best player available. So, uh, what do you think about that? What does that mean? Seems like it matches up with my philosophy. That's what I would do too. Um, all right. Even, so, it just even really... if even if the best player available is um, Jamar Chase. And or Devontae Smith? Jamar Chase won't be the best player available. You're still going to be looking at quarterbacks. So you, they're the best players available this year. Okay. I, I mean, look, I, I, there's a lot of things that could happen between now and the draft anyway. I mean, the Falcons are looking like they're right there at that number four spot. But, you know, if things start shifting and let's say Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Jets – or, you know, Trevor Lawrence goes first, Miami decides they want to swap two as somebody else and they want to draft quarterback, then things can get real interesting for the Atlanta Falcons. Where would they go with that pick? And, I mean, it. I mean, honestly, like, I would not mind if they drafted a receiver because I think it's time to replace Julio anyway. I think we definitely need to send him out of town. If, if Jamar Chase, he's, he's a world-breaking receiver. Like, if you have the opportunity to grab him and you don't think you need a quarterback, go ahead and get him. I would prefer to draft you know, a pass rusher, but, you know, we tried that before too. If you really go back and you think about it, we've tried drafting pass rushers. We've drafted like 24 corners in the last four years. None of that stuff's worked. So, you know, maybe we should just take best player available and, and just see what happens. I mean, I, I think it's a slow build anyway. I don't think you can look at it as in we can compete for the NFC South next year. I think you need, if that happens, great. But I think it needs to be a slow build. Pick up some pieces for this year. Pick up some pieces for next year. And then look towards 2022 as you're contending. Yeah, dude. That's um, – hey, joining us on the line now is Lee. How are you doing tonight, Lee? Thank you for joining us again. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How about y'all? Hey, man, doing good. Uh, we just talking about the draft. Uh, just jumping right into it. And uh, that Todd was saying that this might be a situation where it's – not not a fast build. We're not a piece away that you know we're we're uh, 
we're we're gonna build this thing slowly. I was like, what do you think about that? Well, like I say, um, with the new GM and the head coach, I'm I want to know if they really gonna shake things up with Julio and Matt Ryan. I mean, if they really shake things up and how they come to the draft, we'll see if they're trying to win right now and try to show, get all the fans back on board. Because I think with the fan base with Atlanta Falcons, they kind of fell off a lot because we've just been frustrated, you know, with everything and just how things been going. So only time would tell how we do in the offseason here and if they're trying to rebuild and just get everybody on board and put them plus pieces together or and wait for 22 season to really get things rolling. I think I, I think that was sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I fine. think that was a big, a big plus for the uh for Arthur Smith, Coach Art, that um he was able to lay out a plan or a, a one-year plan and also mm-hmm. to a build for the future plan that he was willing to not just like we talked about through text message that right. you know uh not willing to like hey let's blow this up and get radical there right. we could we could make the playoffs now step one make the playoffs so then we build and build and as we as we do that we turn churn the roster mm-hmm. and we're going to be morphed into you know a contender so yeah. uh, so how how excited are you uh both Todd and Lee how excited are you with the Arthur first off the Arthur Smith um hire for the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons well, Todd you can take it first I'll go after you yeah it, it it's taken me some getting used to it I mean Joe Brady was my guy the whole time but I did like the stuff that Arthur Smith said during the press conference where he was like hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to cater to the strengths of my team. So this may not be like Tennessee where I was giving the ball to Derrick Henry over and over and over again. Because we know that Tannehill, he's not as good of a quarterback. He's developed Tannehill very well. But we know Tannehill is not the number one quarterback in the NFL. He's not even probably the 15th best quarterback in the NFL. So he's serviceable for them. So I like the things that he said because I do think coming into Atlanta, he's got a better quarterback to work with, although not with the mobility that Tannehill has. Right. So, but I think he's going to be able to cater to the team strengths. How excited are you, Lee? Um, I'm kind of in between. I want to know exactly, like you say, uh, piggyback after you tied on it. He said he's not going to give the ball off to David Henry, and yet David Henry was his like, you know, his beast mode uh, for Tennessee. But at the same time, you know, when when it's time to make decisions, are you going to make the right decision? I kind of think that the higher with Arthur. Um, was kind of like a nepotism with his dad being the, um, the 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 owner of FedEx and FedEx and Arthur Blake are you know buddies. So that could be a little nepotism there. Like I said, he never had any head coach experience, but so he just been. Everybody say he's you know this is his time to get his chance. I'm gonna give him a shot. I mean I have no choice, but I'm rooting for him. But at the same time, make those decisions, make those hard decisions that hey Matt Ryan is is. is He's not our guy anymore. You know, just think about that. You know, so when we go into this draft, get a QB to to be able to groom. If we're looking for the future, we can't look for the future looking at Matt Ryan. That's what we cannot do. So that's what I'm it's gonna it's gonna see how you do in the draft. That's what I'm gonna look at. Just are you really going to make decisions, those tough decisions, and 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 make the Falcons start rising up what our slogan is. I absolutely agree with you, Lee, because yeah, me and Sam have debated this a little bit that do you really go and get a quarterback now or are you going into let's go into rebuild mode? I think you automatically have to assume that you need to go into rebuild mode anyway right. because Matt Ryan is going to be 36 years old at mm-hmm. the beginning of the next season. And not only that, but 
the other thing is, is that when are you going to have a top four draft choice again? Like, I think while you have it, you take advantage of it right. instead of trading down. Right, right, exactly. All right, so there's a couple things I need to say. First of all, I do not – I'm going to distance myself with the nepotism take. Um, I think he's – I am going to just uh, go ahead and say it in plain language now that I do not agree with what Lee said. Um, I totally disagree with the nepotism part. He has earned his spot. He survived four regime changes in with the Tennessee Titans, started from the bottom. He's earned everything he's gotten. <laughs> And he doesn't take any of his papa's money. So <laughs> pop, it, pop it right there. And also, too, uh, you know, he's he's earned a shot just as a more of a shot than Joe Brady has earned, uh, in my opinion. I, think so. I In my opinion, because Todd's over there just get, like a gas bag is getting ready to like, yeah, he's ready to fight me. Yeah. Uh, uh, but so with that, and he's also going to call the plays and through, you know, 30 minutes of me listening to him to him speak to the media this is like a hot take or whatever but like it seems in a small sample sample size that he's a big character guy and i think um he's talked more about character and i think he's a good x's and o's guy i think he's a good leader well well, stan you gotta look at it start cut you off you gotta look at like this i mean yeah he said he's gonna call the offense but how many times have we seen it where when head coaches have gotten out their lane of being the head coach. You hire an offensive coordinator to do that. You hire a defensive coordinator to do that. How many times we had defensive coordinators become head coaches and they still want to be defensive, uh, call defensive uh, plays? You got to look at the greatest Nick Saban. I mean, I don't like Alabama. I know this is not about an Alabama show, but Nick Saban don't call no plays. Nick Saban hire the people to call the plays and he going to get in you if you don't do what you're supposed to do, not execute in, you know, the mission. So I don't, I don't feel like as a head coach, you should not be calling the plays. Hey, hire your office coordinator. That's what he's supposed to do and do his job. I, okay. Todd, do you have a rebuttal for that? Did you need jump in right there? Uh, I mean, I don't really have a rebuttal. I agree with that hundred percent. Like I, I don't see like, okay. So with the rumors that have been going around have um, Arthur Smith hiring Dave Ragone as the oh, offensive coordinator. Bears. Now, now, now he's still gonna be calling the plays. Arthur Smith's gonna call the plays, but Dave Ragon, okay, first of all, watching the Bears this year, nothing about that team says offense to me because they absolutely stunk on offense, especially right. on the passing side. And he was their passing game coordinator. Like, to me, that is not an endorsement of, right. of an offensive coordinator at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that. But he yeah. could be just like Eric Bieniemy. He could just stand there and install the offense while Big Red calls the plays. Yeah, yeah, now off air, we were talking about Deshaun Watson earlier, too. Yeah. And I honestly think that after all this has happened with the Texans, I think the Texans are going to hire Eric Benemini as their head football coach now. Okay, so we had talked previously, like several weeks back, uh, we ranked kind of like just kind of a light ranking of the most desirable job. And the Falcons, in my opinion, were the second most desirable job. Looking at the cap space, probably not that high, but we ranked number one were the Texans. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, That's what, changed. Uh, that has changed so much because they are such a dumpster fire because not only is their star stud quarterback coming out and saying that, there's a lot of trouble in paradise that he wants yeah. out and there's, there's uh, their all for office is not 
has not come out and and done what he thinks they should have done but also he's getting other players backing him and other players across old texans great like andre johnson and other people have like commented on his tweets like yeah you go boy so like what a crazy like turn of events that was that that was quick i don't see deshaun watson i mean like i said when you see a, a superstar um already not happy and all this has come about he's not going to stay on like it's not it has nothing to do with the head coach like i said it's the front office that he he's you know he has his beef with and he's wait he's wearing the gear the atlanta Falcons gear georgia is home like i said in the text message this is home for him he you know he's always a falcons fan so i don't know if we can go get him but i don't see him staying with the Texans. no they they really have to do a whole lot and once once the heart is gone for the team he it's over with for right. a superstar like that. Yeah. That, but I uh, do think Benemini could actually, you know, save the situation. Like that's who he pretty much has said he wants to play for. So okay, if yeah. the Texans could find a way to get Eric Benemini, then he very likely could stay there. Now I'd be all for him coming to the Atlanta Falcons. Right. I just have yeah. been churning the numbers in my head and I just can't figure out a way to make it work without some, you know, Man. really big finagling of the numbers. Like that's the biggest thing is, is to get him here. Cause you already have a, a salary cap situation as it is you have to yeah. find a way to get rid of julio jones you mm-hmm. have to find a way to get rid of matt ryan and then you mm-hmm. have to find somebody to get uh you gotta get that here without causing all kinds of cap havoc too i just you gotta give you gotta give her that draft pick too you gotta give her that draft pick you you, you gotta you pretty much gotta sell our soul for him if we want to do that yeah. you know right and i but you know here's the question we'll take Jacksonville out, but if you're the Jets, did, would you rather have Justin Fields or would you rather have um, Deshaun Watson? If I'm Georgia the Jets. boys, yeah, or the Falcons, whatever. But the Jets are more realistic too. If I'm the Jets, then I would want Deshaun Watson because he's already established with yeah. Justin Fields. There's, he, I think he's going to be good, but there is really less guarantees with fewer guarantees with him i would say like you can't guarantee he's gonna be an all-star whereas right now deshaun watson is already an elite quarterback so there's no guessing games there like you know you're what you're getting already justin fields is more of a guess and he has to develop like i say uh college and nfl toward two different levels so i'm with you on tie you know we don't know how just feel going to do when he gets into the league we want him to do great but at the same time Sean Watson, we already know what he can do. And we already know how he can read plays and get in the handbook and go through all them stuff. So I'm with you, Todd. Okay. So let's uh speaking of Todd, um, so is it is it pretty much do you think Todd Gurley is not coming back uh next year? Is it is it the writing on the wall or is it I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think the Falcons definitely have to make some major adjustments at running back. But if, like I said before, if you could get Todd Gurley at a good deal and draft a running back in the NFL draft, then you may want to take him back for red zone purposes. I think there could be a role for him in the team. It's just not as a first stringer. Right. I agree. I, yeah, of course. Bring Todd back. I, I don't think we used him properly. Um, well, like, yeah. You I, mean, know, I, think, I, I think the first half of the year, he got ran to the ground. Yeah, it, but again, like with, you know, with Lyman being hurt and all this type of stuff, I mean, but I, I think that we should 
be more consistent. And if Smith gonna be consistent, whatever his play calling, and he can see how he can use Gurley and Smith, but he just gotta put this puzzle piece together. So I I need to bring Todd back and just see what he can do in one more year. All right, so check it out. Here's the scenario. This is what this is where I was really going with all this conversation. I don't think Todd will be back. I don't think so. Um, so, and Terry Fontenot has uh, uh, he drafted Alvin Kamara in the third round uh, in 2017. Mm-hmm. So he found some value in the third round, and so maybe this it could play out to where I don't know Trey Sermon shows up in the fourth round, third round. Trey Sermon out of the, the the Buckeyes and they pick up Mark Ingram. Now, how would you think? What do you think about that? Trey Sermon and Mark Ingram as your your running back tandem because you you might be able to get Mark Ingram because of your boy the Saints for low dough. I mean, what what says you about that? I don't see <sighs> Mark Ingram. Um, I mean, he he's still gonna, runs hard. He, I mean, he's still um, that type of caliber player, but. Him leaving the Saints? No. Yeah. Um, I mean, he got cut, like, literally, like, I think last week. Or he's going to be cut some at some point. So it's to say he's going to be cut? I mean, we're not, if he's going to be cut, could he possibly come over here to the Atlanta Falcons with, with Terry? Of course, you, you can puzzle piece that together because, I mean, I'm sure they got a relationship where they say, hey, man, I'll get you over here and, you know, do your thing. So, yeah, I can see that now. If that happens – you know, you mixing up with stuff a little bit, but Tiger not taking up too much of our cap space. No, I, that's that's a good that's that's a good know. point. That's so that's, yeah. I, I can see we giving him a lot of money, but we ain't get we ain't give him a lot of money. So I, I'll still probably keep him still just to see just how that that three operate. You know, just the best the best two gonna win it. What, what Flip him out. What do you think, Todd? I definitely think that they could bring him up. Now, Ingram, I don't think is, even at this stage of his career, even as good as Todd Gurley is now, though, even in a reduced capacity. Like, I I would just go ahead and get the guy who's already here. Uh, there's no Georgia favoritism on the table here, okay? I, I promise. <laughs> right, I'll but, meet you, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I would. I, I just thought Gurley was productive enough in the red zone and it would be nice to see him under the direction of a different offensive mind other than Dirk Cutter yeah. um, and, he, and see what else he could actually do. No, that's too much credit for Dirk Cutter. You called him an offensive mind. This No, is I don't know what you would call him, but he's, dude, he makes me an so offensive mad. Dud. The offensive dud. He, <laughs> just, dud. he just disappeared and out to, out to Idaho. And you no presser, no no official hiring or anything. Um, speaking of old uh, old coaches for the Falcons, um, Dan Quinn gets hired as a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, and Raheem Morris, I think today has a interview with the for the L.A. Rams for their defensive uh, defensive coordinator opening. And Urban Meyer wants to bring him into Jacksonville too to be yeah, their defensive Urban coordinator. Meyer. Yeah. You heard that, Stan? I have not heard, heard that. I heard, I heard that. Yeah, I, Meyer you know That's gonna be a fun one. Did, because of Urban, Urban Meyer, even though he's probably a despicable human, it's gonna be ex- <laughs> interesting to see what they're gonna do down in Jacksonville. 
the the crazy like carnival that's going to go on down there they're going to get like press and they're going to get you know national attention so and they're going to have trevor lawrence i mean that's it's going to be a show man here we go i, I don't th- i don't i don't think that um if uh i don't think Irvin Meyer would go for trevor I, I think he may just go get uh justin you know, I kind of thought the same thing, though, Stan. <laughs> I think because, he might get like, him. we are assuming that we are assuming that Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick in the draft, but I could see Urban Meyer because he tends to like quarterbacks that are in his system that are more mobile. Right. And I know that uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is a mobile quarterback, but not in the way that Urban Meyer's offenses require you to be. Right. So in that situation, I could see him actually drafting. Uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is suddenly available to the highest bidder. I right. mean, come on. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Y'all, y'all, I don't think that's I, that's almost as funny as saying that Najee Harris is going to make it out the first round. No, Najee Harris is not going to make it out the first round. I don't think so. I think no. he'll go first round. I, I think still so. think he can make it out. The top three running backs in the draft are Najee Harris. And ETN. You've got Travis Etienne, and then probably mm-hmm. Trey Sermon would be right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put him up there as number three back. So, I think just depending on what teams, there's going to be a lot of quarterback shuffling here in the first round anyway. I can see five quarterbacks going in the first round. So, you I know, mean, depending on positions, you're, you're going to be drafting along the line of scrimmages, too. In these playoffs, like I could see Najee Harris going to the second round. When well, you look at – go ahead, Stan. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, like, typically what happens is all the playoff teams at the end of the round, they're, the rich get richer. You know, the Kansas City, if they go all the way in the 30s, oh, pick 32, they'll pick another. That's a bad example. But they did that last year with uh, – not ETN, but uh, Edward Zolaire. Edward Zolaire. So, you know, that's it's a very popular back end of the first round pick. You know, I could see somebody doing that. But you got to look at it with the running back, you know, um, Alabama puts out productive and great running backs. So you have to assume that with a running back coming from Alabama, that this guy is going to come out here and be ready to hit the ground running. And that's you gotta just look at how what they what they produce, what Nick Saban produced, and you can't ignore that and not think and push him to the second round. I, if I need a back, or even if I don't need a back, I go get him. Now I'm gonna, I you know, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit on on the Alabama thing. There's been two Alabama running backs that have had a, a decent careers. One right now is blossoming in Tennessee, and one is getting cut from the Saints. And um. um but uh um, Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. I know about Derrick Henry and Mark, and Mark Ingram, but what was no, the what, other what was the other running back Bam pulled out? Um Josh Jacobs. I mean he's in, he's in I mean they still they they're not I mean Josh Jacobs is not headlining things, but right. still with Trent Richardson never yeah. never did anything with, with the Colts, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he but that was just the system he was under. Okay, well that's true. You didn't I mean, have you, Eddie Lacy. He was around for a little while. Then he right. got a little. Uh, that Eddie, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it, but anyway, I, I, I don't. So you're saying that you're saying he doesn't make it out of the first round, or he does? I think he's not gonna make it out of the first yeah. round. Yeah, I, I think he's too elusive, and I mean he's different from all the backs that Bama really have. I mean he's not as big, but the dude just he does amazing things. I mean look at him, he's. He's jumping over folks like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, on, I'm now. totally with you. 
And to, and here's the deal. We are like armchair quarterbacks, and we are just watching these games, and we yeah. have no clue how these actual college scouts are going to look and rate because this happens every year. Everybody's yammering for somebody, and then next thing you know, they're sliding on a draft board, in which right. we haven't even drafted yet. You know, All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield's number one overall pick. I keep going back to that because everybody was convinced. That's, a, that's probably a bad one, but – that's a bad one because I thought that was a good pick. I think that yeah. was that was the best the Cleveland Browns yeah. could have done. Hey, maybe Josh Allen, you could argue that, but yeah. at the time I didn't think Josh Allen had enough video. He was at Wyoming to really like make that pick higher. But definitely Becker Mayfield was better than Sam Darnold and he was better than uh yeah. who was the other guy from UCLA, Josh uh, Rosen. Josh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, yeah. Not even is he even in the league. No, he, I think he got picked no. up by the Bengals as a third stringer or something. I, yeah. Yeah. That Josh he, Allen, man. Wow. Yo. Okay. So, um, speaking of, okay. So, while we're still in the draft, real quick, that the combine is going to be all virtual. Right. Now, is that going to, I think that probably saves some jobs with the Falcons where they don't, you know, they don't fire as many people because they need everybody trained up because we're fixing the, you know, have to do a virtual um, deal, but like, are do you watch? Do you typically watch the combine? No, yes. I don't watch players exercise. You don't. You don't. They call it the they call it the underwear Olympics. You don't watch the old uh, underwear Olympics. I mean, the problem with the combine is this: is that too many times you fall in love with some guys forty time, and then you want to draft them, and nobody's even heard of them in college, and then they get to the NFL and they're a bust. John Ross. Yeah. He broke uh, Chris Johnson's record of fastest forty time ever, and he gets to the NFL. And he's got bricks for hands. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So you never heard of him. So yeah, you have to be able to catch the ball too. I mean, it's weird how that works. Yeah. Well, you could run in your underwear. You could run a four four or a four two. But if you don't, you're play not gonna for, do that with pads on. <laughs> well, too, if you don't play four two, they don't matter. I mean, you could right. if you could run in a straight line. Hussein Bolt could run in a straight line at four two. Yeah, kudos to you. But yeah, Earl Thomas coming in a box, you know, yeah. might not be running for two. Right, right, right. So anyway, um, let's jump back to the Falcons. Um, I like, I like the fact that Arthur Smith said that they're gonna build and like you know build now. And he also said there's you know there's only one Derrick Henry. But it leads me to believe that they are going to value. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Uh, Terry Fontenot said that not all, just because we are good at a position doesn't mean we're not going to take another player at that position because he basically was saying that you got to have depth in this league because things yeah. happen all the time. And just because we're solid in this there's no, there's no rule against building on your strength. So I mean, he saw, he saw that, it firsthand with uh, Drew Brees going down and got to throw in Jameson uh, or um, Hill. I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah he throw that running back in uh, Taysom Taysom Hill. Um, that uh, so that could open the door to actually, you know, because at first it was all now that we got a new regime change that maybe there's a chance that you don't take a quarterback there. And so I definitely – I change every day that um, maybe trade back and get a bag full of picks or go ahead and just take a quarterback. Because if I – I think you – if I'm with you, Todd, if you stay at four, you got to take the next quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you got you at this point, you got to take them. It would be different if Matt Ryan were sitting there at 27 or 28 years old, but just by the fact he's 36, like you just don't want Matt Ryan to hang around too long. And some would argue he's hung around too long already. Right. Some would make that argument, but you don't want it to look like Drew Brees the other day where he just looks like a shell of his former self. And he's in the playoffs and he can't pass for like three yards of play. And, and you just look terrible. That was a terrible way. If Drew Brees, that was his final game. That's a terrible way to go out in your career. And two, the best part about it is, you know, I'm not, ex- I'm not a big Drew Brees fan and I'm not a Saints fan. The best part about the whole thing is not only did they blow four Super Bowl runs early, but they also, Drew Brees never won an MVP. How crazy is that? To get the guy's going to retire with the second, the second leading stats of all. He's going to be like, of all of it. He's, I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer and he never won MVP. Well, you could argue, really, with that whole coaching regime. Like, I, some people have said the same with Aaron Rodgers, but you could say that Drew Brees was wasted in a lot of ways. Like, after that 2010 season where the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl, then you had that controversy about the um, – what was it? Where the defensive court with Greg Williams, like, had put a bounty on players. Yeah, bounty the bounty gate. gate. Yeah. So, you had that. And then the Saints got upset by a team with a losing record in the first round of 2011 with Seattle. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then they lost. They didn't even win a playoff game in this last uh, run. They went to four playoffs and lost in the first round each time. Ooh, and one and and, and two of them were on like like plays you couldn't even write up if you're writing a book. It was yep. like the crazy missed tackle of 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 uh I don't even remember who the players were now, but it, the the uh the missed tackle well, of the quarterback. One, it wasn't one a pass interference call, too. There was a yeah, pass interference, pass call, interference and, call. Yeah. 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 So just crazy stuff. But yeah, how fitting for Drew Brees to go out in a blaze of glory throwing, what did he throw? Three picks that game against the, the Bucks. Yeah. Somewhere three or there. four. <laughs> That's terrible. So pretty anyway. much that game looked like the exact opposite of the regular season games. Because in the regular season games, Tom Brady was the guy throwing all the picks. And then you get to the postseason game, and all of a sudden, it's Drew Brees Play- throwing all the picks. Playoff Tom. Welcome to Playoff Tom. And yeah. very wobbly football. So, hey, we talked we kind of talked about our picks earlier, but uh um Lee, we uh we we kind of talked about our picks earlier, but um do you think Tom Brady's going to do it again this year? Listen, with Tom Brady, I said I have a text message that I can show you guys that in the beginning when Tom Brady came to um Tampa Bay, I said, Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl. I don't like Tom Brady because he was, came from the Patriots. But with Tampa Bay, with Super Bowl being in Tampa Bay this year, and Brady went to Tampa Bay, and I told everyone when Antonio Brown was going through his crazy stuff, I said, look, him and, and, and Tampa Bay coach said he's not going to deal with Antonio Brown. I said, I guarantee you, AB is going down there with TB. TB going to talk to the coach and say, hey, I want A.B. Diane. And guess what? And I got it all in test message. And A.B. came on down there. So, I believe – I don't think Tom Brady going to win it, depending upon who's there. But – But when they go up there to um to Green Bay to see Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a shootout. But, you know, Tom Brady, he not he, – he, he's not a stranger to the cold. So, um, now, some of his other players may be a stranger. But A.B., Grunk – and, and, and 
Tom, they're not showing you to the cold. So I, I think uh, it's going to be a good game, and, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay. And if, if Tampa now, Bay – AB's hurt, right? AB's hurt, though, isn't he? I think it, was, it wasn't it was a major injury. I think he's going to still be ready for the game, but it was like kind of slim. Yeah. If, if, if Tampa Bay does – or if Tom does beat Green Bay, then it'll be – yeah, think about it, too, that the Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays uh, got in past the Astros and played the Dodgers in the World and Series. Don't you know that happened like that when and Los Angeles Dodgers and then LA Lakers? It happens like that. Yeah, you know so, it happens like this. So. so that could be that could be something, but no, I don't think so. I think Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is playing possessed right now, and I think Aaron Rodgers throws for a thousand yards in this game. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal player. Like he's yeah. my guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I don't just think the whole team concept. You know, it's going to be a shootout. I don't, I, it's not going to be a blowout just Tom Brady is going to do his thing. I mean, you got two great quarterbacks yeah. coming out on the field. Hey, we hope it's not snowing. We just hope it's just chilly. Like, it's going to be cold. Yeah. But, hey, at the end of the day, who wanted more? Who yeah. wanted more, you know? So, are we doing picks now? I mean, I, I'll do picks. Yeah, let's do like picks. We're all that. Let's yeah. do picks. Let's okay. let's do, let's go ahead and let's close out the show with some picks, and we'll do our final uh, thoughts on the on the coaching staff too. But uh, all right, let's do picks now. All right, so this uh, let's do the first game we were just talking about. So Tampa Bay and Green Bay, and this is at Green Bay. This is the first one they had in a long. I think the first one they had in a long time. I haven't done a lot of research, but I know my answer. Um, Green Bay has been on the road a lot in right. the championship games. They played San Francisco last year, played the Falcons obviously a few years ago. Where Falcons just destroyed them. The last game of the Georgia Dome, and I loved it. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, me too. uh, So, I'm going Green Bay here. I I think uh, Aaron Rodgers throws for uh, 450 yards and five touchdowns, I think. Uh, I got – yeah. Uh, Against their defense? Against that defense, really? Yep, I do. Stan Stan goes chalk, and um, guys, just so you know that, if you're listening at home on your – on the podcast, Stan goes chalk, and he doesn't – he's not willing to take risks. But Tom Brooks is a man that takes risks. Okay. So here we hit, go. Hit me, Brookie. Here we go. All right. So, uh, Tom Brady, you can never discount Tom Brady. Uh, you can't discount Aaron Rodgers, though, because Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl in his entire life. Tom Brady's got, what, six of them, and he's been to, like, 14 conference championship games. So, um, I know this is at Green Bay. There's not many fans in the house for the game it's not like a normal home field advantage tampa's playing some killer defense right now and one thing that green bay is not as good at is defense so i'm taking tampa in this game and i think it's going to be relatively uh you know not not close seven, i think it'll be like points, a 10 point game 10 points 10 points 10, 10, 10 points, 10. 10 10 points point is comfortable yeah yeah okay all right todd, todd i think you and i have the same brains tonight because uh i'm agreeing with you hundred uh, percent. Running with Tampa Bay, I would take. Um, you take ten though. I, I'm looking at probably a fourteen. I think that uh, Tom Brady, when they get up, they're gonna they're gonna put one more in just to let you know, just to nail in the coffin. Because this is a rival between two of the greatest. It's not gonna we're not gonna be going out here just uh, sugarcoat and stuff. We're going out here to play ball and we're gonna play out to zero zero. So I, I'm with you with Tampa Bay, fourteen points. I got um, spread. I go green. I go Green Bay. I go seven, seven points. Okay. Well, Stan, you you went chalk, but look, he, something <laughs> does have to give in this game because either Aaron Rodgers has to stop being a letdown and win, and he's right. always choked in these type of situations, or 
Tampa Bay could be the first team to actually host a Super Bowl. That has never happened before either. There have been other opportunities in the past. Atlanta was hosting a Super Bowl Miami, in 99 yeah, after their yeah. 98 run, and it just didn't happen. And uh, Miami's had the opportunity before. I think Minnesota had the opportunity a few years ago, and they lost in the championship game. So I think even, um, I think even New Orleans had a chance, I think. It was that. Yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, they did. Okay, so let's go to the other side now. We're going to uh, we're going to the Bills Chiefs, man. It's going to be a fun one too. Um, I, you want me to go first? Yeah, because you're the guy who's not going to pick the other. So you're going Charles. So let's just go ahead and hear the boring mm-hmm. stuff right away. I'm going. I'm going Bills. I'm going. Oh, you're not going Charles. I'm going Bills by either in a close game seven or three. It's real tight. I think Bills get them. I think uh, Bills by seven. I think Josh Allen shows out. He runs for 100, 150 yards. Maybe I, I'm I'm in a little exaggeratory tonight and living a little bit hyperbolic, but he runs for a bunch and uh, throws for a bunch. I think uh, I think I think he'll be able to get the defense, and then all the and if and if old crazy don't play, if uh, if you know they follow the actual concussion protocols to save the dude's brain, and he and Henny plays, there's no way. I would agree with that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of chance that Mahomes sets out for this game. The guy's a champ. He's going to be there. He's going to go through all the percussion, the percussion, (laughs) concussion protocols. Um, For sure. I definitely think that Kansas City is going to win this game if Mahomes plays. Now, if Mahomes doesn't play and Henny's in there, uh, you know, like I said, the only thing Henny's known for really is that he lost to Appalachian State back in 2007 in the opening game. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I think Mahomes is going to play. I'm going with Kansas City. They're just a team that knows how to finish, and I don't know if Buffalo quite has learned that yet. So I'm, I'm going to go with Kansas City. All right, all right, Lee, finish this I'm, up. I'm with, uh, like I said, Todd. Me and you on the same boat today on this podcast. So uh, I'm going with Kansas City. I, I would take nothing from Josh Allen. I know he's going to come out there and he's going to play hard. He, he, he's going to give us a show. But like you say, if um. Oh, P. Mahomes, if he coming out there and he playing, hey, the Kansas City going out to Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. I think that's what it is. Oh, is it 56? Uh, I don't think, is that how? It don't matter. I don't yeah. even know what number we're right. on now. Yeah, 50, 50, <laughs> yeah, it might be 56. Yeah. So, uh, so my Super Bowl prediction is going to be Bills and um, Bills and Green Bay. And then yours is going to be Chiefs, uh, Todd, Chiefs and uh, Tampa. And then Lee, Chiefs yours is. Chiefs and Tampa as well. Yeah. So the red out, the red out crew, red out crew. Yeah. All right. Well, good deal. Hey guys. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Stan, Stan, before we go, I, I want each one of us to give a letter grade for the GM and the head coach and, and tell us why you feel that way. Um, GM, I go, I go, uh, a for GM. I think he's got a lot of experience of what we need. And, uh, and then, I think for Arthur Smith, coach, I probably give it as an an, an A as well. Uh, probably a B, maybe. I don't know. I'm just not as excited as a young hot thing, but yeah, I go uh, B plus. Okay. Um, for me, I would for Fontenot, I give it an A plus. I thought that was definitely the right move to make. Um, and then for Arthur Smith, I would give it a B. I'm not quite sold yet. I mean, the good news with the Titans, if you look back at their their stats for the year, they were fourth in total offense. They were second 
uh, with the rush. But if you go back and look at the pass, not near as good there. They had a mobile quarterback. Now, they did produce – they almost had two 1,000-yard receivers. Yeah. So. I, I would go with um, – got give both of them a B. Um, so, I look at Smith. Yeah, he's an offensive player or an offensive coach. And, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, we do need to improve on our offensive game, but follow through all the way. Um, you look at um, – Fournette, he's an offensive player. He he did the uh, tight ends. He's offensive line. So you just can assume that even when he goes into the draft, he's going to pay more attention to the offense. I think a lot of Falcons, we, we went to, for two offensive guys mindset, and we, it's going to be um, offense a pro right now. So I give it a B on both ends. He went um, – uh, Terry went third round in the draft, so that's why he look at third round picks, you know, people, and because he said there's talent there, so he has a little history and experience for being a third round pick. So I look at it like that. Hey, I give them both a B. Uh, hey, that's but the the future is now, guys. It's gonna be exciting. Y'all stick with us, and uh, we'll get you through it. So, hey, we appreciate y'all listening. If you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts these days. Hey, and the future is now. We're starting a new era. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.